God, to be able to minister, God, unto your children. God, uh, God, what you've laid upon my heart, what you've dealt with me about. And I pray right now, God, uh, that you remove every hindrance, every distraction in this place, uh, that our minds would be focused upon you and you only. God, because I know what you've laid upon my heart, uh, and there's no doubt that you want to pour out your spirit in this place uh, and move around these altars like only you can. Uh, I pray, God, that you would have your way in this place, uh, that when we leave this house tonight, uh, there will be souls forever changed. Uh, leave different than the way they came. Uh, God, open up the floodgates of heaven uh, and pour out your Holy Ghost rain uh, in here tonight, God, like only you can. Uh, I pray, God, that you'd help me to be able to preach what you've laid upon my heart under the anointing and the of the Holy Ghost, God, uh, and you'd use us in such a mighty way. Uh, but most of all, God, move around these altars uh, like only you can. Uh, touch hearts, uh, touch young people, uh, God, that they will leave with a different perspective uh, and set out to do the will of the Father. Uh, God, I thank you for the presence that I feel, uh, and I thank you for what you're going to do in this place, God, uh, the way you're going to move. Uh, and we'll be careful to give you all the honor, the glory, and the praise for it. You may be seated here tonight. Amen. I want to preach to you tonight on there's a fire. Run. There's a fire. Run. Amen. Young people, you have to make decisions. You have to make choices in this life every day. Every day of this life, there, there are decisions that you have to make. When you get older, there are more decisions that be, are more hard than others. Some of you that have already graduated high school or some of you that are fixing to graduate high school, uh, you have a decision to make uh, what college you're going to go to. You have different decisions in all aspects of life. There are various decisions that you have to make. And you sit here tonight in Somerville Pentecostal Worship Center having maybe made some decisions here recently. But throughout life, and it will continue throughout your whole life, there will be decisions and choices that you have to make. Some good, some bad that you might make. Oh, But your prayer ought to be every day, God lead me, God guide God, my footsteps. Oh, and in the end, the good order outweighed the bad. You ought to have made more good decisions. Why? Because you've got the Father. You've got the Father. Yes, you're gonna. You may make some bad decisions. You may make some, but the good order way outweighed the bad. If you're saved and born again, and you'll you'll make decisions. You'll have to make decisions and choices in your life. Sometimes it's not going to be easy, and you're faced with these choices. You're faced with these decisions. But then we look right here and. Lot, you go back a couple of chapters uh, in chapter 13. Abraham, uh, oh, and Lot's fishing apart ways. Uh, and Lot's right here at this point. Uh, Lot uh, having to make a decision. Uh, he's traveling with his uncle Abraham. Uh, and they're, they're traveling. Uh, Lot's got his herdmen. He, he's got his cattle. Uh, Abraham's got his herdmen. He's got his cattle. They've got tents. Uh, and they're traveling together. Uh, but they come to a point. Uh, oh, uh, and the Bible says in chapter 13, verse 6, And the land was not able to bear them, uh, that they might dwell together, for their substance was great. Great. Uh, and, and verse 7, there was strife between uh, the herdmen of Abraham's cattle and the herdmen uh, of Lot's cattle. Uh, and they've got to make a decision. Abraham said, Lot, I don't want any strife uh, to come between us. Uh, I don't want anything to happen uh, with us. Uh, so here's what we're going to do. Uh, oh, he said,
says, Is not the whole land before thee? Separate thyself, I pray thee, from me. If thou wilt take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if thou depart to the right hand, then I will go to the left. He's having to make a decision. Uncle Abraham's giving him an option. He's giving him a giving him a chance to make a decision, a choice right here and right now. The Bible says that Lot lifted up his eyes upon the plains of Jordan. Oh, that it was well watered. We know that Lot chooses the plains of Jordan. And then Abraham, the Bible says that he went and dwelled in the land of Canaan. Lot's made this decision. He lifted up his eyes. He saw a land that was well watered. He saw a land that looked good, Uncle Doug. He saw something that was great. I want to let you young people know just because it looks good, just because it feels right, just because you think it's right, just because mom and daddy said it was right, doesn't mean it's God's plan for your life. Doesn't mean what is what he has for you. Doesn't mean that's the choice that he would have you make. Lot's got this decision to make and he makes this choice. I'm going to choose the land of Jordan, the plains of Jordan. The Bible says that he sets up his tent towards Sodom. Abraham goes and dwells in the land of Canaan. And he's made this decision. And it looked good. It was well watered. But then we, we flip over to chapter 18 where I read to you. And Abraham, at this point, he has three visitors. The Bible says, And the Lord appeared unto him in the plains of Merimah. And he sat in the tent door in the heat of the day, and he lifted up his eyes and looked, and lo, three men stood by him. And they begin to have a discussion with him. They begin to talk to him. You're going to have a child. Sarah's going to have a child. And they have this discussion. We know that Sarah laughed inside. And they confront her. That you laughed and she denies it. And then it goes on in verse 16. And when they finish this conversation, they get here. It says, and the men rose up from thence and looked towards Sodom. They begin to talk to Abraham about Sodom. And the Bible says that Abraham, he stood before the Lord. He stood before the Lord. And they begin to tell Abraham, we're going to destroy Sodom. We're going to destroy Sodom and Gomorrah. But then we read right here, where Abraham, he finds himself pleading. Lord, if there be 50 there, if there be 50 righteous there, don't destroy it. If there be 45 there, don't destroy it. If there be 30 there, don't destroy it. Lord, don't be angry. He stops the Lord again. Lord, don't be angry at me. But if there's 20 there, if there's 20 righteous in the city, please don't destroy it. God, don't be angry at me again. But if there's 10 there, if there's 10 righteous, don't destroy I come to have church. I don't know about you. I hope you're hearing me. If there's 10 righteous there, Lord, don't destroy the city. 
God, don't be angry at me. But what's Abraham doing? He's pleading for his nephew because he realizes his nephew's made a decision. His nephew's made a decision. And he's got his family in an environment, in a wicked environment. And he knows destruction's coming. He knows what's fixing to happen. And he's going before God. He's going before the Lord. Pleading to the Lord. God, whatever you got to do, save my nephew. God, whatever you got to do, save him and his family. Save them from destruction. God, if there's 50, if there's 45, if there's 30, if there's 20, oh, if there's 10, God, whatever you got to do, don't bring destruction. Some of you young people come to Somerville Youth Conference this week having made some poor decisions, having made some choices in your life. You knew better than pick up that drink. You knew better to look on that computer at that website. You knew better to partake in the things of this world. But what you don't know, there's an Uncle Abraham pleading for your soul. And because of that, you're sitting on a pew under the sound of my voice because you've got an Abraham crying out for you. Pleading for your life. Pleading for your life. Crying out for help. God, whatever you got to do, save their soul. God, whatever you got to do, God, get them out of the way of destruction. God, whatever you got to do, get them out of the way of destruction. Get them out of the way what the enemy has for them. And you sit here tonight because there's an Uncle Abraham There's a youth pastor. There's a pastor that's been pleading for your life. Crying out for your soul. Crying out for you. You had other plans this weekend. You wanted to be other places. But you're sitting here tonight. Because you got a pastor that loves you. You got a youth pastor that loves you. You got uh, great grandmas, uh, great grandpas, grandmas and grandpas, godly men and women of God in your life uh, that's been crying out for your soul. You're able to sit here tonight because there's an Abraham crying out for your life. But then some of you, where Lot is at? Some of you is where Lot's at. Bible says, two angels, 19 and 1, came two angels to Sodom at even. Two angels have showed up. And in verse 13, they tell, they tell Lot, for we will destroy this place because the cry of them is wax great before the face of the Lord. And the Lord hath sent us to destroy it. The Lord has sent, and they've told Lot, we've come to destroy this place. We've come to destroy this city. And we've come to warn you. Where's your wife? Where's your daughters? Where's your son? Go warn them. Go warn them. But in verse 15 and 16, it just seems like Lot didn't want to leave so quickly. Didn't, doesn't seem like he's in a rush to leave. Because I read, And when the morning arose, then the angels hastened. Lot saying, Arise, take thy wife and thy two daughters which are here, 
lest I be consumed in the iniquity of the city. And while he lingered, the men laid hold upon his hand and upon the hand of his wife and upon the hand of his two daughters, the Lord being merciful unto him. And they brought him forth and set him without the city. You face a storm, a, a literal storm, a hurricane. You know a storm system to come to your town. And you know it's going to destroy everywhere. And that city and that town and that community that you're at. You're not going to have to have somebody to come tell you, arise, get out of here. You're not going to linger a little while and get somebody, have to have somebody to come and drag you out of that house. Why? Because you know something's coming. You know destruction's coming. You know something's fixing to take place uh, and may uh, destroy that home of yours, uh, destroy that, uh, that community. Uh, so I find uh, that Lot, uh, oh, uh, he didn't, uh, maybe didn't want to leave so quickly. Uh, oh, uh, maybe his priorities uh, have gotten out of order. Uh, he's placed his family in an environment uh, that is so wicked, uh, in a wicked city. Uh, he's placed his family in this environment. Uh, and hey, uh, oh, this ain't so bad. Uh, this, uh, this, uh, this community isn't so bad. This town isn't so bad. Uh, this city isn't so bad. The people ain't so bad. Uh, and maybe he questioned the angels. Uh, maybe in a brief period. Uh, I don't know this. Uh, oh, uh, none of us do. Uh, but uh, maybe in this brief period uh, where they come uh, and try to take him away while they were in his house uh, eating with him. Uh, oh, uh, maybe uh, he questioned. Are you sure? Uh, uh, are you sure you want to destroy this place? Uh, it isn't so bad. Uh, the city isn't so bad. What you get to know the people is it isn't so bad. And he's placed. It seems like his priorities is out of place. Oh God, are you sure? Oh man, are you sure you want to destroy this place? Are you sure you want to do that? Are you sure you want to destroy this city? And some of you have come with your priorities all messed up. You're where Lot said. You've allowed people, you've allowed activities, you've allowed things in this world to take priority in your life. See, you know that doing drugs is a sin. You know what's a sin and what's not. But Brother Luke, everybody else is doing it. But Brother Luke, it's not that bad. This person in my life, they're a good person. Why do I have to give them up? And you begin to question God. God, why? You begin to question people that's trying to help you in your life. You don't understand, Brother Luke. You don't understand this activity that I'm taking part in isn't that bad. I won't let it drag me down a sin. I, I won't let it take me down the wrong road. I, oh, it's not that bad. And you can't see oh, that it's number one in your life. You can't see oh, that it's become priority in your life. Brother Luke, everybody else is doing it. Mom and Daddy said it was okay. But you can't see the bigger picture. You can't see what lies ahead. You can't see the bigger picture. Oh, what God. Oh, the spiritual war that's going on. You can't see what's taking place. 
You can't see uh, the devil uh, that's trying to pull you. Uh, and you can't see uh, the way God trying to. Because every time uh, you sit under the sound of your pastor's voice. Uh, as he preaches under the anointing and the unction of the Holy Ghost. Uh, conviction begins to come on your heart uh, and your life. Uh, and you can't shake it. Uh, God, it'll be alright. And when you step outside these doors. Uh, oh God, thank you. Uh, it must be okay. Uh, but every time you come back in. Uh, and youth. Uh, your youth pastor stands before you. Uh, teaches and preaches uh, under the anointing and the unction and conviction begins uh, to come back home but you can't see the bigger picture uh, you can't see the bigger picture uh, what God's trying to show you uh, what God uh, the spiritual warfare uh, that's going on uh, you can't see it uh, but they're screaming uh, there's a fire in Sodom uh, you better run uh, you better run uh, get out of Sodom uh, there's a fire There's a fire. Run. You can't see it. You, can, you can't even smell the smoke. But your youth pastor has tried to warn you. Your pastor uh, has come to you nicely. Uh, and uh, I had a young man uh, come to me not too long ago. Uh, oh, and we sat down. It's been, it's been uh, a little while. Uh, and he come to me. Uh, oh, uh, he's taking part in this activity. Uh, oh, uh, he come to me. Brother Luke, uh, this pastor, uh, my pastor, just uh, he just don't understand. Uh, he don't understand. He's tried, to, he's tried to tell me, you know, he don't want me doing this. He, you know, he's tried to help me. But uh, he just don't understand. Uh, I feel like... Uh, I'm, I'm doing what God will have me. I think I can be used uh, out here. Uh, but every time he's participated in this activity uh, and made it priority in his life, uh, it's always led to sin. Uh, it's always led to sin. Uh, you're not hearing me, young person. Uh, it's always led to sin. I feel the Holy Ghost. Uh, it's always led to sin uh, because he's not lit. He can't see the bigger picture. There's a fire. Run. I don't think some of you are hearing me. There's a fire in Sodom. You better run. I remember in high school, already saved, refilled with the Holy Ghost. Just accepted the call to preach, Brother Andy. I mean, my senior year, that was my year, Brother Tyler. I was called to preach. I was ready. Set the world on fire. I won't never forget. I was saved. I was filled with the Holy Ghost. But I remember in high school, while I was called to preach, I wasn't in sin. But there was a thing that I took part in. There was a decision that I made. And before I knew it, it became priority in my life. It became number one in my life. It was creeping to become number one in my life. I'm talking, saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, called to preach. Doing what God has called me to do. And I made a decision and I made a choice. And that thing in my life that I accepted slowly was becoming number one in my life. My dad, not only is he my father, obviously, but he's my pastor. And I remember sitting in that living room 
He says, as long as you set, keep this decision and stay in the state and the decision that you have made, you'll not step behind that pulpit at Midway Assembly of God and preach another message. You say, Brother Luke, that's mean. That's harsh. You're talking about, one of, talking about fighting mad? I wanted to crumble. Not mad at my dad, Brother John, because I knew what was right. And even though I couldn't see the bigger picture, Lamar Chapman saw the fire that I couldn't see. And what he was saying, there's a fire, boy, you better run. You better run before uh, you sin, before it drags you into sin, uh, before you, it destroys you. Uh, you can't see the bigger picture, uh, but I'm helping you right now. It may not feel it. Uh, it may not seem like it, uh, but there's a fire. Uh, you better run. I ain't going to be too much longer. Several, 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 several years ago. I've shared this with one, one church, and, that, and that's it. Never shared this with anyone before, Brother Andy. Several, several, several years ago. Brother Scott and Sister Jennifer was the youth leaders at Midway at the time. And they don't even know this. Nobody, nobody in this house knows this. And there was a night I knew the things that I was doing but I couldn't see the fire, Brother Tyler. I couldn't see the fire. I remember it was a night I had a dream. And I don't have these often. Usually Midway and Brother Tyler and different ones knows when my dad has a dream about a snake, something bad's just going to happen. I don't have dreams about snakes, thank God. But this night, I dream. We was here at Somerville Pentecostal Worship Center at Youth Conference. And for some reason, if you're looking, Midway parked on this side. We was walking to the gym, Brother Andy. And in this dream, I was walking up the sidewalk up here. Is there a sidewalk here? In the dream, there was a sidewalk. Whether there was one out here or not. As I began to walk up the sidewalk, my youth group, my, my brothers and sisters in Christ were in front of me. Brother Scott and Sister Jennifer was in front of me. As I begin somewhere up in here, I'm telling you, I can still see it as clear as day. I mean, this happened several, several years ago. But I remember, Brother Tyler, as I walked up that sidewalk, I looked down. And there was a snake that had opened his mouth had gripped on my leg. Ever, anybody ever took a, taken a pencil, you know, just maybe you're in class and you're bored and you really, the teacher's boring you? Maybe not, that's just me. That was just me. Any sharp object, I hope none of you are doing this, just press it up against your palm of your hand and your skin gets tight. That snake, its veins, its teeth. Getting a clamp down on my leg, but it couldn't break skin. But I watched as my skin got tight, but Uncle Doug, it couldn't break skin. And immediately in my dream, I knew in reality it all seemed so real, but I knew where I was at spiritually. I knew the sin that I was in, Brother Ryan. And I watched as my, my youth leaders at the time 
Brother Scott and Sister Jennifer ran to me screaming, crying, pleading for me to give my heart and life to Christ. I watched as my youth group uh, oh, ran to me screaming, I'm the pastor's kid. I'm the, pa- I'm the one that's supposed to be uh, the example. Uh, I'm the one. Uh, but I found myself in that dream uh, oh, crying my eyes out uh, in my dream, giving my heart and life to God. Uh, you know what God was letting me know in that dream? Uh, There's a fire, son. Uh, you better run. There's a fire. You better get out of Sodom. Because if you're not careful, there's going to come destruction. There's going to come destruction upon your life. I remember waking up as much as I can remember my remembrance. Squalling, knowing I had to give my heart and life. As I sat up in the bed, I began to pray the prayer of salvation. Oh, I began to pray through the salvation. Why? Because there was a God Almighty that let me know there's a fire. You better run. There's a fire. You, I come to let some young person know you may be in sin and you may not. Your priorities just may be out of order. I come to let you know uh, there's a fire. Run. Get out of Sodom. Uh, I find uh, old that has lot. Uh, he did run. Uh, he got out of Sodom uh, and he fled to Zor. Uh, oh, uh, Zor, the definition of Zor, uh, insignificance or smallness. Uh, what I find here, his insignificance uh, was greater uh, than his significance. What he thought was once great isn't great. Why? Because he found safety. Uh, and so I want to let some young know. We all person know uh, that you can find safety in the arms of God. Whoever's coming to the piano, come on. There's a fire. Run. There's a fire. Run. I don't think some of you still got it. There's a fire. Run. I hope you're feeling what I'm feeling. Brother John, look at your youth group. Tell them there's a fire. Run. Brother Justin, look at your youth group. Tell them there's a fire. Whoever you brought, look at them. Tell them there's a fire. Run. I want you to understand your youth pastor loves you. Your pastor, there's Abraham pleading for your life. There's a fire. Run. He run the, Brother Tyler, Sister Brianna, when you get back, I, I know the young people that you bring to so, uh, camp. Uh, let them know there's a fire. Run. Let them know there's a fire. Brother Ryan, when you get back, uh, not only let your family know, uh, but let your church know there's a fire. Uncle Doug, uh, when we get back uh, to Alabama, South Alabama, let's let them know there's a fire. Run. Uh, oh, because uh, you can't see the bigger picture, but there's a God uh, that wants to set your priorities and your life in order every head bowed and eyes closed who is it tonight I'm not going to tarry long who is it tonight I says that's me I want I've got to run I can't see the bigger picture but I know uh, every time I sit uh, under uh, the man of God uh, I feel conviction on my life uh, I feel conviction on my soul uh, Oh, uh, and I realize now uh, they're pleading for me uh, to get out of Sodom because if I'm not careful there's destruction down the road I feel the Holy Ghost I feel God's going to help some people tonight. There's a fire. Run. There's safety in the arms of God. 
Your youth pastor loves you. Your pastor loves you. Your mom and daddy loves you. I was saved, filled with the Holy Ghost, called to preach, but I couldn't see the fire because of a poor decision that I made. But thank God for a daddy, a man of God, that told me there's a fire. Get out of Sodom. Come on, young people. There's already people in this altar. But let tonight be the start. God forever changing your life. There's a fire. There's an Abraham pleading for your life. There's men and women of God in your life that you have no clue that's crying out for you. There's a fire. Run. There's a fire. Run. Thank you, God, that there's safety in your arms. Thank you, God, that there's safety in your arms. destruction save him from the fire he run the react speak his name oh speak the name the name of my Jesus 